Hi, this is Jim from Safety Wars. Before we start the program, I want to make sure everyone understands that we often talk about OSHA and EPA citations, along with some other regulatory actions from other agencies, legal cases, and criminal activity. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Proposed fines are exactly that, and they are often litigated, reduced, or vacated. We use available public records, news accounts, and press releases. We cannot warranty or guarantee the details of any of the stories we share, since we are not directly involved with these stories, at least not most of the time. Enjoy the show. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. From the border of Liberty and Pro- Prosperity and the highway to the north, this is Safety Wars. Uh, had a bad couple of days here. The border of Liberty and Prosperity did not go too well. Uh, we are a community in mourning here. Our opening has the statement, and you heard it. We are not part of the story, at least not most of the time. Today is not a day like that. Today we are a small part of the story. Like everybody here in our community of New City, New York. Today, we are memorializing Ornella, Gabriel, and Liam Morgan, victims of a murder-suicide committed by their father. We're going to share some thoughts from my friend Kenneth Grasso. Uh, He's the CEO of Catalyst Peak Ventures and someone who I am fortunate to call a friend. He wrote a very heartfelt social media posts this weekend and I'm with his permission I will share it for and this is a, a, a extremely rare I don't have words to express my feelings on the subject uh, at least not anything that would be constructive Ken always seems to have the right words uh, to be constructive, and I'm going, with his permission, I'll share them. I do have some questions. I'm an investigator, like most of us other safety professionals. I do have some extremely controversial comments, but that's not for this segment of the program. Rest in peace, Ornella, Gabriel, and Liam. If you or someone you know are experiencing feelings of suicide or have any other crisis call needs, call or text 988 or go to 988lifeline.org. So what happened? Something horrible. Uh, we uh, It made the national news, unfortunately. And... Uh, This is from uh, WABC 7. This happened uh, Friday night into Saturday morning. The story is from Saturday morning. Uh, We do not have any other information, at least official information. Of course, people do talk to us here. uh, And I'm not free to really share some of the information. I I think it's speculation, to be honest with you. So we don't try to stick with concrete facts. Year, rather than speculation. Uh, 
Four family members were found dead in Rockland County, uh, in a Rockland County home early Saturday after an apparent murder-suicide, police say. The deceased have been identified as members of the Morgan family. The father, age 49, Ornella Morgan, and two sons, Liam and Gabriel, ages 10 and 12. Police responded to the new city, uh, to the home in New City just before 12.30 a.m. to perform a welfare check. The father was a police officer for in Westchester, in a town in Westchester County, Bronxville, and he didn't show up to work, so they did a, uh, a wellness check. The, uh, they were all pronounced dead. Apparent murder-suicide. How did I find out about this? Uh, so this story was 1146 uh, p.m., right, on Saturday, uh, sometime around 1 uh, p.m. in the afternoon. I got a call from a friend of mine, uh, Jay, not Jay Allen, it's another Jay, and he had said, hey, dude, did you hear about something going on on such and such a street? And I said, no, I heard nothing about it. About a half an hour later, my wife uh, had received some notifications that the police were going to make an announcement uh, as far as what was going to happen. It's sometime later. I don't have the exact time. And she, they, she was uh, told by someone to please keep her eyes and ears open uh, because it's going to be shocking and you're going to want to hear it uh, from uh, the person who contacted her first not one of the, uh, not off the impersonal TV. So uh, we have a Moms of New City uh, text message chain going on. Uh, she's a member of. We were there in horror. And uh, how do we know the family? We know the family uh, pretty well. Two years ago, I was the baseball coach, one of the assistant Little League coaches for the younger son, Liam. Uh, now, a couple of years ago, he's a couple of years, I think uh, two years younger than my son, no, one year younger than my son. But because of COVID, they had to combine age levels and things of that nature to make complete teams. So I was fortunate enough to be an assistant coach with the father. Uh, and, you know, uh, assistant coaches don't do much. It's really the managers that do everything. We're there to help out where we can. Sometime after Little League, when Little League ended, Liam was very upset because of the camaraderie and everything else. I had to come. Uh, I, and it, that was the day I realized that maybe I was becoming a coach because I had to comfort somebody who, a child at the end of the season didn't, and no, they, they lost the last game and he didn't realize that was it. Very upset. Told them there'd be more baseball games. Not the way we want uh, we hope things worked out with him and his brother who were baseball players. We also, uh, Knew them through the scouting.
he was uh, Liam, the younger one, ten years old, was a Cub Scout. Saw them at all those Cub Scout events. The older brother Gabriel was a year ahead of my son in Boy Scouts. Got to interact with them. Great family, Ornella, the mother. Great woman, loving woman. My son James, well, upon hearing about this, said Ornella was one of the really, really nice people, mom and dad. Wonderful people. All reports were that they were wonderful people. Like I said, I don't have really the right thing to say here. Offering my condolences to the survivors isn't enough. I know it's not enough. But I can do what I do here and try to use this platform to try to heal, try to find solutions, to have conversations, very uncomfortable conversations like we're going to have later on tonight. My friend... Uh, Ken Grasso, as I mentioned, had posted something here. Uh, this was, I believe, on Sunday evening. And it's something that, uh, uh, no, he, no, it's a different point of view that we don't often hear with this. And it was written as only Ken could write this. Hello, friends. As many of you have learned, our Rockland uh, county community recently experienced a horrific tragedy. Many of us find ourselves either sitting alone with our thoughts or talking with others and asking them the same questions. What, why, how, etc. I find myself doing the same and also continuing to search for the lesson. What keeps coming to mind is quote-unquote gender expectations and the pressure we as men put on ourselves. And women reading this, please don't take this post as me ignoring you, you. As I can only imagine the expectations society and you yourselves put on you as well. But I feel more suited to discuss how I, as a man, feel, especially given the recent events. We have men, we as men, all have fears and thoughts that we feel we need to hide from the world. Each and every day, we wake up and do our best to put on a smile, pump out our chest, dress in our armor, and mount the horse to show our strength to the rest of the world, especially to the ones we love. We want to be their rock, assure them everything will be okay, make sure they are safe and that they feel loved. Even when we feel our lowest, many of us feel we cannot show them the cracks in our armor be vulnerable or they may lose their sense of safety or feel we are not worthy to be there to protect them. We do not want them to suffer. So we just take it on and carry it with us. And when we run out of the room to file it away, we find a quiet place away from everyone to let it out in our own ways. Tears, exercise, substance abuse, screaming, etc. It's okay to admit that we were struggling and to ask for help. It is okay to put that put away the smile, shed the armor and let the horse rest. 
doesn't make us weak or less of a man. In fact, it takes courage to seek help and to talk about our feelings. I know this is easier said than done, as I am guilty of this, and especially as I sit here and reflect on a very challenging year for me personally. Every 11 minutes, someone commits suicide. To put that into perspective, it is going to take me 30 minutes before I am done with this post, so it is possible that three people may have committed suicide during that time. Mind-blowing. Here is a call to my fellow brothers. If you're feeling overwhelmed or contemplating hurting yourself or others, please know that you don't have to follow through. Reach out to a family member, a friend, a therapist, and or you can always reach out to me as I promise to listen without judgment and to offer you the compassion and empathy you deserve. By the way, this is Jim talking. He's the kind of person who would do that. I can almost guarantee you that nothing you are thinking is not something that I have at one time thought. Remember, seeking help is a sign of strength, not weakness. Also, it is not a bad idea to put the following contact in your phone. Suicide hotline, call text 988. Please consider putting it in and now, as hopefully you will never need it, but just in case it will be there and you will not have to think about it. Please keep in mind, these are just my thoughts as I'm not a therapist. I'm just a man trying to be the best version of himself and to be the best husband and dad I can be. May Watson, Ornella, Gabe, and Liam rest in peace. They will be greatly missed, leaving a huge void and hole in our hearts. And my dear friend and forever brother, Michael O'Neill, and all the others in my life that I've taken or attempted to take their lives, you are missed and loved. Let us all learn from this tragedy and be there for one another. The uh, text, the post also has a photo here uh, that says a lot too, a meme. You'd be surprised at how many times that a man sits in his car or his bed, in the bathroom, in the living room, and holds his tears because he's dead-ass stressed or lost or confused or hurt or ready to give up. But when he shows his face again, he looks perfectly fine, unbothered, and he still manages to make us to manages to smile and go about his business like nothing happened. Men are some of the most resilient, overlooked, and in the mind underappreciated to go through so much. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate you for letting me share this. We're going to take a brief break here and then we're going to go into some commentary i'm probably going to release this part of the video as a standalone here uh as a standalone uh what i have to say next is a complete change of gear and some of the questions that we are not asking for this, and it's in my own way how we're going to address this, how some of the questions that need to come up with this, and uh, I'm going to issue a warning on that. OSHA recordables, catastrophic losses, environmental disasters. You want answers? So do I. This is Jim Polzel with Safety Wars. That's my daddy! Safety Wars is streaming now. Safety FM. 
Facebook.com. In the professional safety community, communication and planning are just a few keys to your program's success. The question many practitioners have is, where do I start? Dr. Jay Allen, the creator of the Safety FM platform and host of the Rated R Safety Show, has built a global foundation to help you along the way. Go to safetyfm.com and listen to some of the industry's best and most involved professionals, including Blaine Hoffman with the Safety Pro, Sam Goodman with the Hop Nerd, Sheldon Primus with the Safety Consultant, Jim Pozell with Safety Wars, Emily Elrod with Unapologetically Bold, and many others. As individuals, we can do great things, but as a team, we become amazing. Dial into safetyfm.com today and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support. This is Safety Wars, broadcasting to our brothers and sisters in the occupied territory of behavior-based safety. Get out your secret decoder ring. Here is your nightly message. Human error is normal. Human error is normal. Okay, we are back. A couple of weeks ago, I came across a couple of stories as... My wife and everyone else says, so Jim, where do you come up with this stuff? Well, I read a lot. Came across a couple of articles, and I said I started doing some research on depression and suicide risk of more than 200 common drugs. It was an article in the Journal of the American Medical Association uh, on this stuff, prescription drugs and medications, some in uh, some uh, over-the-counter medications or over-the-counter strengths and how they in fact impact mental health. I said, you know, not really appropriate for me to talk about this. This situation happened over the weekend. So I'm going to say this here. I see a lot of problems, avoidance, and everything that we do, all right, uh, whether it's, no, hard to articulate, but we'll try our best here. We are conditioned in our society not to discuss uncomfortable things like politics, religion, money, and we'll add mental health. Not allowed to do it. It's not polite. I'm going to say this much with all the upheaval that we have going on here in this country, in this world, we had better start talking about politics, religion, money, and mental health and financial stuff, all the other stuff. There's got to be a dialogue because as I see uh, things going on here, we see a lot of stuff not looking good. We have one movie coming out in the uh, spring, this spring on the United States in a civil war here. Uh, right, hopefully that's not going to happen. We have, we're less than uh, one year away, like coming in like 11 months 
to an election and we have people at each other's throats. People have been at each other's throats now since 2015. Do you realize that there's a whole generation of people that came to age at this point, eight years, right? That have now all of them known as angst and that's what they're going to carry forth to the rest of their life. It'll be like someone who grew up and then came of age in the 60s. They're still complaining and carrying on about what happened in the 60s. Now we're going to have another generation here dividing people, not working towards solutions and everything else. I think it's time we got to start talking about things. Another question. How are you treating people? We always talk about, hey, you're feeling this, you're feeling that, do this, do that. Okay, that's all fine and great. Right? That's all wonderful. How you're treating people. Uh how, you know, how what what the person's feeling. But how are you treating the person? Are you causing psychological harm to people the way that you're acting? Are you for lack of a better word an asshole or a jerk to people? Are you mean? Are you causing psychological damage? That's something that we have to ask ourselves. We always tend to blame the other person. We're going to go into where this is leading into in a minute here with this. Are you part of the problem or part of the solution? How about if you have someone at work and there are leading indicators. There's many leading indicators. You can go look them up uh, for suicide risks and everything else. Do you have the training? Do you have the know-how to identify these things? And more importantly, do you have the courage to go up to someone and say, how are you doing? We notice you're having an issue. We notice you're upset. Are you okay? It was the first day of work today for most people, the second did you go out there and say, hey, uh, what, uh, how are you doing? Happy New Year. How can I help you? How can I serve you? How do I join people together? How do I promote good? How do I bring people together? How do I work to peace personally on a level with the people I'm working with? Or am I out there trying to stir the shit up as usual? All on us, guys. And I'm going to be preachy today because, yeah, I am preachy today. I've been preachy all weekend on this stuff. I'm not, I don't know, I have any special knowledge on what went on here. Morgan family. I have no idea. Like I said. Rumors, innuendos, things of that nature, they're out there. We know that. I'm not going to share them. By all accounts, this was a wonderful family. By my experience with them, this was a wonderful family. Now, here's my question for you. I put two and two together. It may be a correlation. I'm not saying causation. Again, and every peer-reviewed study that I have looked at the last five days on this and going back when I was originally doing this, there's not enough research out there on any of this stuff. So 
even the medical professionals are asking questions. What do the role of prescription medications that may have, I'm not talking uh, the SSRI inhibitors or the, I'm not talking those about those, we, the common ones that we hear about that, you know, after some of these other situations, well, they were on this, they were on this, they're on this medical thing, and they want I'm not talking about that. Common medical thing, common medicines that might have an impact psych psychologically. And, and, and I, what I found was that as this stuff has increased in use and prescriptions have got up, so has depression, so has all this angst that we're seeing out there. Uh, people blame the pandemic. This shit was going on way before the pandemic. Where's all of what? You know, what about everything else? Uh, you know, well, no. So suicide rates are going up, along with them with all prescription medicines. Now, someone would say, "Well, look, well, Jim, it's only a small percentage." I had someone, a dear friend, to me who I spoke to. I mean, she was in mourning like I was with this. And well, because we have to talk, we have to get this off our chest. She says, well, if this is true with prescription medication potential, it's only a very small percentage. I said, yeah, it is. It's a very small percentage that people are impacted by uh, legal prescription medication. We're not even talking about the illegal stuff or taking things illegally. I get it. Yeah, small percentage. But let's consider this. Let's say that a half a percentage, or maybe let's go less than that, a fifth of a, of a percentage of people would act out in a violent way, possibly called murder, suicide, what we've seen here. Quarter of a percentage. How much is 1% of a million? A thousand. How much is a half a percent of a million? 5,000. Let's say a quarter percent of a million have, have a problem with this. 2,500 people. Now, multiply that by 60. That's a lot of people out there that are having issues with that. And what the research shows, I'm looking at the Journal of American Medical Association. Let's do a share screen here. This is all posted on their website, but I don't think it's been used in this because to my knowledge, I'm the only, I'm the only person mentioning, talking about this maybe have the courage to talk about this since 2018 that I know. I'm sure there's other, if there's out there, God bless you. Keep up the good work, right? As long as you're not a conspiracy. And I don't think that this is a conspiracy here. I don't think this is a conspiracy at all, all right? This is people, an externality, unintended consequences, perhaps, at most. Here we have prevalence of prescription medications with depression as a potential adverse effect among adults in the United States. Author, and this is from Journal of American Mer Medical Association, 2018, uh, going on, I, I don't know what any of this means here, 22, 22, no, I think that's chap, uh, uh, no, issue 22, 20, pages 22, 89 to 98, blah, 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 it's off their website, I, I'll put in the link in the web, pardon me, in the podcast, from Dima Quateau, Catherine Osken, Osenberger, and Mark Olson. Now, this is a very technical article. So what I found out was an article that talked about this article. And this is from Vox.com. 
VOX.com. Uh, article by Julia Bullets from uh, June 15, 2018. Depression and suicide risk are side effects of more than 200 common drugs. What are we talking about? And again, I'm not telling anybody to go off medication. You need to see your doctor on this. But if you or a loved one are on this and you're having dark thoughts, suicidal ideation, that's the word I learned recently, where you're thinking about suicide, thinking about killing yourself, thinking about hurting others, thinking about this. Perhaps, one, get help. That's number one. And number two, obviously, don't do it. Don't do it. Get help. If you're with someone who is on some of this medication, and these are only small amount identified here. If you're on these medications, maybe your family member or whoever you're living with, trusted friend, trusted adult, whatever, maybe you should let them know, hey, I'm on this medication that may cause a problem. May cause depression, suicidal thoughts. I'm not saying this is what happened here. I'm just saying this is a question that has to be answered. What, right? This is the question. This is an uncomfortable question. The question is, what medication, what am I putting in my body that might be causing me an issue? What are the things in my body? You know, talk about cost-benefit analysis. I'm on medication. Guess what? I ask, you know, we go through this all the time, cost-benefit analysis with that. I was taking care of my mother with uh, uh, her uh, uh, medical needs, with her medicines. Her, well, what, what are the side effects? Is this something I need to worry about? I, I don't know. But here are some of the... I'm getting the right... Thing. I have a list of questions here that I'm asking. All right. Da, da, da. All right. Birth control pills, certain ones, right? Increase in use, especially since the Supreme Court reading uh, uh, ruling last year, probably. Okay. Beta blockers for heart disease, right? Another one, steroids, like pregnizone, sedatives, proton pump inhibitors. Here's an over-the-counter one, right? What's this? An anti-convulsants, right? Stuff that does make you throw up. That sort of prevents throwing up, right? Article goes on and on. And here, if you're looking on the screen, I did not put myself side by side so everybody could see this easily. Hey, nice thing, right? All these medications. Again, if you're on medication, check it out. Here, and now you're going to say, well, that, that was one thing. Okay, well, here are the, and that's conspiracy theory. Here we have from the British Journal of General Practice. Don't sound like conspiracy theorists to me. And this is from the National Library of Medicine. Hormonal contraception and suicide, a new dimension of risk. You're, oh, you don't like that one? Okay, I'm not taking on women. I'm just stating what peer-reviewed articles. This is from the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology from 22 years ago. Risk of suicide in users of beta-andrenoceptor blockers, beta blockers, right? 
calcium channel blockers and angiotensin converting enzyme inhibitors. Uh, the standardized retaliation for suicide and uh, users of beta blockers was 1.6%, uh, right? And users of calcium channel blockers, 1.2%. And in users of angiotensin converting enzyme ACE inhibitors, right? 1.2%. And users of beta blockers, the risk, the risk of suicide was increased during the first 12 months after the start of therapy. Standardized mortality, 2.1%. Okay. Is this an uncomfortable subject? There's a lot of barriers to this type of research. One of them are the HIPAA laws, number one. Number two, if there is a malpractice suit, those are all NDA. They sign NDA, non-disclosure agreements with those things. All right. I've known a couple of family members involved in class action suits. They were, and they had to sign NDAs. Here we go. One from uh, Medscape. From March 1st, 2012, the Bora Browser. Glucocorticoid medications given in the primary care settings are associated with suicidal behaviors and severe neuropsychiatric disorders, new research suggests. And this is from their reporting. I could not find the uh, study. Uh, blah, blah, blah. This is uh, where it was from. But this is more of a... Okay, the American Journal of Psychology, February 17th, this article was published in the original primary research. And here we have prescription medications for insomnia. This is from the Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine, a peer-reviewed journal. Prescription medications for insomnia are associated with suicidal thoughts and behaviors and two nationally represented samples. This is from May 1st, 2021. Okay, great. This is from, for you folks, right? From June 12, 2018, from National Public Radio. One in three adults in the U.S. takes medications linked to depression. This is from All Things Considered, Allison Aubrey. If you take certain medications, now we some that we just mentioned, you may be increasing your risk of depression. More than 200 medications, this is referring back to the original article, sold in the U.S. include depression as a potential side effect. Sometimes the risk stems from taking several drugs at the same time. Now a new study finds people who take these medications are in fact more likely to be depressed. That was similar to the Vox uh, article. And what are they? Proton pump inhibitors, beta blockers, anxiety drugs, painkillers, including ibuprofen. Wow. That's over the counter, guys. ACE inhibitors and anticonvulsant drugs. There's another one. Polypharmacy increases risk for drugs linked to suicide and depression, meaning if you take more uh, than one at a time. And... Oh, da -da -da. And this is from 2010, from Epilepsy Currents, an update on anti-epileptic drugs. In 2008, FDA issued a warning that any and all anti-epileptic drugs, AEDs, might increase the risk of suicidal ideation, suicide attempt, or completed suicide. Jim, why are you doing this? Jim, why are you, I, I could just hear tomorrow. 
Are you, these are questions medical professionals are asking. My question is, why aren't we asking this? If we're taking medication to fix something that has these side effects, are you being told that by your pharmacist? Are you being told that by your doctor? Check with your loved one. Oh, you're on new medication? Hey, honey, let's go and check that out. Hey, buddy, let's check that out and out the medication. I did not realize how big of an issue this was until the early 2000s when I started doing accident investigations. A lot of them I would get called on. And it was, and no, uh, laws were different. Then, hey, are you on any medications? Or we get a, a medical report back. Oh, they're on this, they're on this, they're on this, they're on this. And then it turns out, it's like, holy, holy guvano, octu lever, you know? What, what, uh, are they even medically able to be here and doing this? I, I don't know. Doing this job. These are some of the questions that I have. So in conclusion, check out what you're on. Number two, if they have these side of it, let everybody know. That is appropriate to know. Your spouse, right? Especially people living with you. If you notice suicidal thoughts, that's not normal. You have suicidal thoughts. That's I know you got to get help. This bugs me to my core, this whole thing here. And if there's a little bit of good, right? I was brought up to think there's good in every situation. You may not see it at the time, but you gotta but you gotta look for it, Jimmy, and you gotta work for good. Work to better the world. And again, that's what I'm uh, talking about here. Rest in peace. Ornella, Liam, Gabriel, you're going to be missed. For Safety Wars, this is Jim Pozel. And we're going to go to commercial break, and we'll come back with some news. Have you listened or watched uh, the Safety War show? It does stream live on, on the radio and um, on the streamer emers that we have. So if you have not taken a listen to Jim Bozel and what the hell he's doing every evening with uh, Safety Wars, I would, I would strongly encourage you to, um, to take a view or take a listen, um, whichever option is available for you, and take a listen to what the hell he has going on. Uh, it's definitely, it will take some deep dives and some information that you might be interested in. Okay, so... Uh... Nothing much happened today. They have not started releasing uh, press releases. OSHA has not. Uh, let's go over Department of Labor press releases. Illinois contractor continues to expose construction workers to deadly falls. Fall hazards. Employees observed in danger twice within a month of the subdivision. In the subdivision. It's from Savoy, Illinois. Twice within a month, an Illinois roofing contractor cited previously more than 20 times for violating federal workplace safety regulations, was again found exposing employees to falls as they did residential framing work on houses under construction in Savoy. Falls remain the construction industry's leading causes of death. 
OSHA cited three willful and four serious violations and proposed $278,000 plus in penalties due to both inspections. The agency cited... Hold on. The agency... OSHA current OSHA the agency cited the company for lack of fall protection and not providing a means of egress from the roof. OSHA currently has five other inspections with the company that the agency opened in August, October, November 2023. Preventable falls remain uh, the construction industry's leading cause of death and injuries. So apparently, this company keeps on being visited in Illinois. And uh, the owner of this company uh, has operated reportedly, again, uh, uh, 20 other companies he's been with. They've been, uh, apparently the owner, he's been cited 20 times, assessed over $900,000 in penalties. So apparently he keeps on opening up new companies, according to this article. Don't know if it's true or not. And... That was the last from OSHA. Let's check out EPA. And we've already covered this last week. I won't do this again. So, again, we're going to talk about goals and everything tomorrow. And I'm just going to cut it short here and call it a night here. This has been very uh, stressful. Uh, We're going to, for me, talk about this. I'm shocked I didn't break down in the middle of this. And we will come back tomorrow and see you tomorrow. Those of the host and its guests. Try that again. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.